Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and you come to me for hard facts. Hello Lagos, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Living in the digital age means you're bombarded with information. The federal government is asking Lagosians to believe... Speaker of the House, Femi Bajabi, is getting harder and harder to find the truth in the disinformation. Or to put today's headlines into context. One of us who just shot me, Sandra, on my lips. That's why I'm here. I ask the tough questions that get to the root of things. The previous election um, had um, allegations of rigging. Nobody has been able to prove that 2018 elections were rigged. I tell you the history behind the news. I need to take you back. I need to give you a bit of history. Now Zimbabwe got its independence. I cut through the spin and show you the facts. No, I will, I will let you talk. Coyote, Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. There's a reason why more and more Lakotians are tuning in. 570,000 of 630,000 people. 674,000 people. We now have more than 720,000 listeners. <laughs> I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Okay, Lagos, good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. First hard fact of the day is good news. We now have two candidate vaccines for COVID-19 that seem to have passed the final test. So hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. One from Pfizer and the other one from AstraZeneca. Uh, we'll talk more about that, uh, about these vaccines and how they were made, that is, uh, on Friday and how they're also going to maybe get to you um, in Nigeria on Friday during the Big Three Global Edition. But today I want to talk about Abia State. Now, they're not uh, part of our big weekend, but um, you have probably heard that one of the scientists behind one of the vaccines is Nigeria. Nigerian born. You've probably heard that. You've probably seen it online. His name is Dr. Onye Mabuago. And his parents are from Abia State. He himself was raised in Nigeria before going abroad. And the Abia State government and the federal government have been expressing their pride that a Nigerian, an Abian, contributed to this great breakthrough. But something else happened in Aba. The government has announced that it's going to discipline and dismiss any civil servant who wears dreadlocks or colors their hair because it shows irresponsibility. Of course, you know that this is the same belief that fuels the harassment of young people at the hands of SARS. I bet you Pfizer would not have cared whether Dr. Buago had colored hair or had dreadlocks. A few weeks ago, I told you about uh, a Nigerian fintech company that uh, was bought over, you know, acquired for over $200 million. I showed you pictures of one of the founders of Paystack, a Nigerian who had dreadlocks. So consider this, that young man who built a company that is now worth over a trillion naira without any help from government would have been sacked by the Abia state government for being irresponsible because he has dreadlocks. Some may say that maybe this is part of why we end up congratulating 
our best and brightest from abroad. I have dreadlocks and I am responsible enough to put together a great show for all 720,000 of you on this Monday. Let's start with a big weekend from now until four. Let's talk about Nigeria slipping into a recession. Then let's talk about the army's testimony at the Lagos Judicial Panel of Inquiry about the Lekki shooting. They now say that some soldiers had uh, live ammunition. Then let's talk about Niger Republic supplying petrol to Nigeria soon. At four o'clock, Chukudi will bring you Checkpoint. On the big hard fact, we're going to talk about lobbying. The lobby industry is huge in Western democracies and it's a way for different industries and public interest groups to get government to pass regulations for them. My question is whether Nigeria needs a lobby industry. Why don't we have a lobby industry? I had a conversation last week with a caller who told me he was in the transport business and he was telling me about all the levies that are being... um, put on transport workers who simply want to transport their goods from point A to point B. And he was explaining that that's one of the reasons why food is so expensive. And I asked him a question. I asked him, why don't businessmen like you get together and, you know, pressure the government to ep your life, ep your market? And he was like, well, well, well. But you see, that conversation switched on a light bulb in my head. And I said, you know what? Let's have a conversation about what other Western democracies are doing. See if we can do it here. So 5 p.m. we'll have that conversation right here on Hard Facts. Like I said, when I gave you the updates at 3, you'll have news updates coming your way at the top of every hour. But right now, it's time for the big weekend. the recession last well you heard Zainab Ahmed she says uh, that uh, she's hoping that we're going to be out of it by the beginning of 2021 latest first quarter of 2021 why did the army not mention previously that some soldiers at Leleki Tollgate had live ammunition why do Nigerian security personnel fire in the air to disperse crowds And what's going on with buddies at Lagos Mortuaries? These are the conversations we're going to be having today on um, the big weekend because it was a big weekend, Lagos. Let's talk about it. Now, the biggest story of the weekend was recession, right? Nigeria has slipped into recession um, for the second time in five years. Now, of course, you know that a recession is when your GDP goes down for two quarters in a row. So over the weekend, NBS told us that uh, our GDP shrank again, this time by 3.62%. The major immediate causes appear to be the drop in economic activity due to COVID-19 and the lockdown. Also, we have a drop in oil prices that affected the oil sector, right? We also had knock-on effects in other sectors. So we have that going on. We have that effectively going on. Zainab Ahmed says that uh, we shouldn't be too worried, though, because the economy will bounce back soon. 
the finance minister, she says that she expects recession will either end by the time we get um, fourth quarter data or by the end of first quarter of next year. She said, quote, let me remind us that before the impact of COVID-19, the Nigerian economy was experiencing sustained growth, which has been improving quarter by quarter until the second quarter of 2020, when the impact of the COVID-19 was felt, end quote. Now, of course, that growth was very, very slow. It was usually less than 2.5%, which is the population growth or the population growth rate. But I wonder if you share Zainab Ahmed's optimism about um, the recession not lasting. Do you share her optimism? What factors do you think uh, contributed to the GDP drop? Which of these factors do you think uh, we can get rid of soon enough? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three oh seven hundred nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. You can tweet at us at Nigeria Info FM. You can also share your thoughts on Facebook, Nigeria Info ninety nine point three. We're streaming live on YouTube, by the way. YouTube is Nigeria Info FM as well, and there's WhatsApp, and WhatsApp is 0809597805. We've started with uh, our biggest story from the weekend the recession like I mentioned and I wonder if you share Zainab Ahmed's optimism that uh, this recession will not last it's our second recession in five years what factors do you think contributed to the GDP dropping Zainab Ahmed says um, it's the COVID-19 pandemic as well as the lockdown that happened uh, by the second quarter of 2020 Jumbo is next better hello Jumbo thanks for calling us Good day. This is Jumbo Revival calling from Egbeda, Lagos. Welcome, Jumbo. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I don't share the optimism Zainab shares okay. over this recession issue. Okay. Because for kind of like you, you just made the you just made the statement that our, our GDP doesn't even grow as fast as our population rate grows. Right. So for kind of like when I look at myself, I'm 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 so young, and I look at myself that like I even think better than these people in power. Because I don't, I don't understand why the why the border should be closed. You you are trading and you are you are trying to create an inner economy model, but you 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 don't even have the facilities to run it. And you're telling me your, your economy is growing, is having sustainable growth. I'm afraid of hunger, and hunger is the reason so many countries turn upside down, go into chaos. If this thing continues towards next year, the prices are in the prices are in the air. Everywhere, nobody can eat, nobody can afford anything. And I'm telling you, I'm trying to tell you, if it continues the latest, the second month of next year, people won't be able to take this again. This whole country will just descend into chaos. Hmm. That's just how I look at it. Jumbo, thank you for calling. Let's hope that uh, the country doesn't descend into chaos. Ebukai Mushing, welcome. Go ahead. Good afternoon. Sorry, it's happening away. Sorry, Sandra. It's okay. Uh, welcome. Oh, uh, Go ahead. <laughs> Is an radio station in the heart. Honestly, I appreciate the conversation you bring to us every day. So, I like the last caller. I don't even. Coronavirus, now here is that. It, it happened to China, it happened to so many other countries. Uh, and so many of, the, uh, uh, so many, so many of those other yes. countries also entered recession. Entered recession, yes. Mm-hmm. But for our own case, it's not, it's not coronavirus. You know, you, you protect policies, but. That policies that you that is, that is affecting you, you've not yet attracted friends, uh, and your structure is not is not a working one. 
you have strong individuals, you don't have strong institutions, you don't have, you don't even implement your most of the laws you have. You keep borrowing. Yes, people are people borrow, but the dividend of that you're borrowing is never seen because if you borrow, the essence of borrow is like a business person going into business. The essence of you going into business is for you to make profit, and as you're making profit, you reinvest it for you to get more profit. But what you see here is they keep servicing debt. So the policies, for example, now some of the CDM policies to get for us, like importers, they as in just like say that and where they kill that guy for uh, America, is you can't breathe. Dollar is four four ninety thereabout. Market was selling yesterday, last week something of forty eight thousand is now fifty thousand. Mm. By by which end it might enter fifty five thousand. Why? Because there is scarcity in the land. There is no tannic. We don't produce anything. We keep importing. And when you block the borders for you to, just like we're talking about African continental trade, mm. when for you to even open that border, you don't, you don't have anything to send you to compete. What is the problem? Policies, you don't support your, your, your brand. You buy outside. So many things in the land. Homo. Thanks for calling us. Uh, final call from Godwin in Lusheru. Godwin, welcome. Good afternoon, our president, Sandra. <laughs> Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Do you share uh, Zainab Ahmed's optimism? Uh, far, far away from that. Okay. The situation where you sit every day promises and sales. And nothing seems to see the light of progress in this country. How much is a bag of cement today? How much is dollars today? How much is tomato, fifteen uh, Arab tomato before? Then just measure how much is a dollar today to naira. The rice which they bound the same border and whatever. On the ground that we are producing enough, where is that enough? The insecurity in the north, places where tomatoes, onions were being planted before. Now, insecurity has taken over those areas. And you expect results. Instead of being sincere to do away with all that they have to do with insecurity in this country, they continue to deceive, deceive themselves and giving us something that is not logical, unthinkable. That, that is the reason why we have recession. It is unfortunate until the deceitful way of our government, people in government today, until they amend their way and get with sincerity, that is only where otherwise I am not prophetic, I mean... Uh, Optimistic. I'm not... I'm not talking of, I mean, uh, doom for the country. May God help us. Otherwise, we are in one chance. Godwin, thanks for calling. Our second story, the Nigerian army now says some of its soldiers at the Leki Gate had live ammunition. As you know, the army has been testifying at the Lagos State Judicial Panel of Inquiry. They are represented by General Taiwo. On Saturday, while being cross-examined, he said that while most of the soldiers at the toll gate had blank ammo, a few of them had live ammo. He said they had it as a way to protect uh, the other soldiers. 
Now, this is the first time the army has acknowledged that any soldiers at the toll gate had live bullets. Before now, they've only ever talked about blanks. So I wonder what you think about this new revelation, especially in the context of the CNN report from last week. Remember that CNN, in their report, insisted that some of the rounds the army fired were live. They used video from DJ Switch and uh, other people who streamed live. They zoomed in on the shells and they claimed that based on the writings and markings on the shells, they were live rounds that could be traced to the Nigerian army. And remember that Lai Mohammed, the information minister, said that this was not true. He said that there were no live rounds and he said that he stood by what General Taiwo said in the previous um, week. Well, General Taiwo um, also insists that even though the army brought some live ammunition there, they only fired blanks. When he was asked at the panel why they fired, he said it was because some protesters threw stones at them. But the lawyer cross-examined him and asked him how come the CCTV footage that everybody in the hall watched did not show the stoning. Because at that same hearing on Saturday, they played hours of the Lekki Tollgate CCTV footage leading up to the shooting. And the lawyers were saying that at no point on that CCTV footage, does it show anybody stoning the army? Now, another point to note, General Taiwo insists that nobody died. When he was asked about Governor Somolu's statement that two people died, the general said the governor was misinformed. I wonder what you think about that. 0700 993-993-993-993-993. Now, I want to talk to as many people as possible. So I'm limiting everybody to one minute, 30 seconds. You get one minute, 30 seconds so that we can talk to as many people as possible. Tunji is in Ikorodu. Tunji, thank you for calling us. Hello, Tunji. Good afternoon. Welcome, Tunji. You've got one minute, 30 seconds. Yes. I think our government... They should be ashamed of themselves now. Why they are not specifying and agreeing that the army has some live bullets is that because of the what the internal commission has said. They are just comparing themselves, thinking they can cover it up. I don't know what our uh, commission minister will say now. Now that the army is specifying that they are having live bullets. That is how Nigeria is being run. Like, like, like government. We don't know where they are going. Thank you very much. Tunji, thanks for calling us. 99.3, hello. Sorry about that. If you can, please call back. 99.3, hello. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. What's your name? How are you doing? My name is Ezekiel. Ezekiel, you've got one minute, 30 seconds. From my papa. You've got one minute, 30 seconds. Now, we are in the era of apology and of fashion. Would, Would I say... Can, can our Minister of Information, no, our DM Minister of Information, tender an apology for CNN for countering their investigation? Because since the army has made a U-turn on what they said earlier on... Well, the, the, well the army is still insisting that they only fired blanks. 
they said they only fire black. Now, yes. they went, exactly they said, they, they said the same army never said they went there with live ammunition in the first place. No, they said they went there with live ammunition to protect their own team members, and the do only not, things they fired. Do were not blanks. forget, the army never said they went for ammunition in the earlier, uh, in the earlier hearing of the panel. They never said that. They never said the way they said on the went there on amnesia. So what are we talking about? At one point, I mean, who exactly should we believe? No, between me and you, who, how, how, how should you unravel this? Well, you can't really get the truth from any side. So see, see, where people lack information outside, for example, where is, where there is no information, People tend to feed on what they seem. All right. Thanks for calling. One minute, 30 seconds, everybody. Michael uh, in Badagri is on the line. Michael, how are you? I'm fine. You've got one minute, 30 seconds. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not begging that talking too much. All I will say is that see this government, we don't have change. Our problem is that we, the, the people in power are shameless. The Nigerian the army, as the Allah said, that they went there with, uh, what did they say, in life to protect the army, mm. that they feel soon. At first, when the news first came out, they said it was fake. From fake news, though, it did not transfer to, it was okay. The, the, the people there were not military officials, they were thugs, when you need military camouflage. <laughs> From there, it now came on to, that okay, it was only blank, um, blank, blank down. Now, they are now admitting that the life arms were there, but they did not fire. Let them keep online. And the Minister of Information, let them continue. Thank you. Michael, thanks for calling. On Twitter, we've got uh, Jimmy Lomack who says, Why won't the country dive into recession when the government in Kano were busy crippling a beer company by destroying millions of naira worth of beer? Uh, the government are against the economy growing, so I'm not surprised that we are in a recession. Smart DJM says, uh, uh, Zainab Ahmed saying that Nigeria will soon get out of recession. What are the indications? Please give us a clue. Nijay, uh, Republic uh, supplying petrol to Nigeria soon. Hmm, only God will help us in this country. Smart DJM, thanks for your message. Kenny Amusa on Twitter says the Nigerian army uh, lied. They are. Uh Okay, I can't take that message on air, unfortunately. Serial Onyebuchi says, uh, there's just too many lies. Lies from the top to bottom. This is not nice. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. This is Hard Facts. And uh, we've told you that Nigeria has slipped into recession, the second recession in five years. And uh, I also told you that Zainab Ahmed thinks that we shouldn't be too worried because the economy will bounce back soon. She says she expects the recession will either end by the time we get to the fourth uh, quarter or by the end of the first quarter of next year, uh, 2021. Our second story 
story for today's big weekend. The Nigerian army says some of its soldiers are the lucky to get hard live ammunition. Now, like I said, the army has been testifying uh, there at the toll gate at the Lagos State um, Judicial Panel of Inquiry. They're represented by General Taiwo. And uh, on Saturday, while being cross-examined, he said that while most of the soldiers at the toll gate had blank ammo, a few of them had live ammo. He said that uh, they had it as a way to protect the other soldiers. Now, I also told you that uh, General Taiwo insists that even though the army brought some live ammo, they only fired blanks. Now, when the panel asked them, why would I fire now? General Taiwo said it was because some protesters were throwing stones at them. The lawyer can't cross-examine them and say, ah, but this CCTV, will they watch them? Because they played CCTV, uh, they played, um, CCTV footage from the event, from October 20th, uh, 2020, at the Lagos State uh, Panel of Inquiry. And people had to sit down there, including the army, and watched the footage for hours and hours and hours. And so the lawyer said to the army general, but we just watched the CCTV and we didn't see anybody stoning you people. It doesn't show anybody stoning the army. So why did you shoot? But uh, General Taiwo said, you didn't see it, but they stoned us. And General uh, Taiwo also insists that nobody died. When they asked him about what Governor Sumoulu said, that two people died, General Taiwo said the governor was misinformed. So that's our second story on today's big weekend. Our third story is... uh, um, about um, Bajabia Miller. And that story has me wondering why security personnel fire in the air anyway. Why do security personnel fire in the air anyway? I mean, in our second story, I told you about the army saying that they were just firing in the air to scare protesters. Now, the same thing allegedly happened in Femi Bajabia Miller's convoy. And somebody is dead. That's our third story. But Jabia Miller is the uh, House of Reps speaker, of course. And last week, something terrible happened. And there are different accounts of this event. But uh, what everybody agrees on is that Bajabia Miller was moving in his convoy. There was a crowd on the road. One of the police officers in his convoy fired his gun. Some say he fired once in the air. Some say he fired three times at the crowd. And now, Ifanyo Kiriki is dead. So if the worst reports are to be believed, the policeman shot Ifanyo directly. But if you believe what Bajabia Miller says, uh, that his security people told him, then the man shot in the air. In that case, here's the question. Should a police officer be shooting live ammunition into the air? Because we all have a saying, whatever goes up must come down, right? And if a gun is shot randomly into the air, the shooter has no control over where the bullet will land. Isn't that reckless? And if the shooter did it to disperse a crowd, the question must be asked, is there no safer way to disperse a crowd? A 
way that doesn't involve creating danger that could kill anybody. Because remember, the bullet can hit even a passerby that wasn't in the crowd. Like that driver that died in Surulere, he stepped out of his car during NSAR's protests and police were shooting randomly. And he got out of his car. He wasn't part of the protest. He got out to pee and there stood to observe what was going on. And stray bullet caught him. Passerby. It's not the first time that this has happened. I've seen it happen in traffic. A policeman or a soldier trying to control traffic. They'll shoot in the air so that everybody will listen to them. Are there not safer ways to achieve the same goals? If you are a security consultant listening to the show or you are a safety consultant listening to the show, are there safer ways that situations like this can be happened, can be handled? This firing in the air business, how you see them? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. Yes, you can talk about the three stories uh, when you're calling. We still have a couple more stories to get through because, like I said, it was a big weekend. So still to come is uh, Niger Republic supplying Nigeria with petrol. Also still to come, uh, NSAR's uh, bodies in mortuaries. Quite the interesting story there. Anthony is in Magodo. Anthony, welcome. You've got one minute, 30 seconds. Okay, yeah. Anthony here calling from Magodo. Yes, go ahead. Yes. Um, I just have one word for um, Nigerian Army. Everyone will be careful. Now, express. They don't enter express, I swear. These people don't enter express. Before they know they did, but now they don't did. Before they know shoot, now they don't shoot. It's here. Yeah, this country, they, see, they, they will suffer. Our leaders, our politicians. Very soon, everything will come to, to limelight. We go see them. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling me, Anthony. Thank you so much for keeping it short as well. Chris is Nokokomaiko. One minute, 30 seconds. Go ahead. One minute, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Honestly, Sandra, I don't know where we are going to, honestly. Each and every day, each and every day, you continue from one problem to another. I don't know. Eh? Look at it now. I mean, uh, eh, we are in recession, and uh, all we can, the only explanation we can get from a responsible government is that uh, it's COVID-19. Uh, it's this and that. At the end of the day, here we are. Look at it. We that are in the business, honestly speaking. I mean, we are, we are, I mean, uh, we are it's biting us so hard, man. Each, every, each, every, every passing day. It's not even what I bought my commodity last, just last Saturday that I bought it today. I mean, this whole thing is, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's not giving anybody joy anymore. Then talking about uh, what you just said, man, honestly, I have visited that story. I continue to ask this. I don't know. The white men who trained us, if I remember, the, I mean, uh, the day you were interviewing uh, Chief and your boyfriend, uh, he was talking about uh, how the, the police should be institutionalized. Mm. I mean, he did mention about uh, how the, I mean, what, how we borrowed uh, uh, the police, the police system we have today from the white. And I don't think this is what they, th they taught us. Look at it. I mean, uh, the only way to disperse a crowd is for them to shoot. We see them every day. If they don't go siren, they will, they will, they, they would. Thank you for calling, Chris. Uh, unfortunately, your one minute, 30 seconds is up. We've got uh, Richard in Lecky. Richard, welcome. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. One minute, 30 seconds. Go. Yeah. Um, 
Nigerian army, they 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 fluff off themselves in a in a in a dirty water. Yes. So now uh, you cannot. It, 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 no 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 country will live on a lie. How how long will you be continue to, to lie to your people? There will be a day you 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 will lie. Nobody nobody will ever believe it because whatever because because of your past. Now they have been lying to us, lying to us. How long will they be lying? I think it's high time should go back to to old ways to regional government. Richard, thanks for calling. Ah, doing it in 41 seconds too. My last call is Ennis. Ennis is in a papa. Thanks for calling, Ennis. Good afternoon, ma. Good afternoon, sir. Welcome. One minute, 30 seconds. Okay, ma. I want to complain about this uh, reckless firing in in our system. Yes. Because presently now we are talking about the economy being in reception, that means there's no money. Mm -hmm. Yet the military, the little money we have will purchase ammunition. They are busy the police and army are busy wasting their resources, wasting, we know how much all this ammunition costs. They are busy firing blankly, firing the ammunition on the air, killing people recklessly. You see, obviously, if it's in the real democracy country, even the president will be impeached. We cannot see why people trying to protect, a, protect one man in the country and be killing our people. What is the life of the, 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 the speaker to the person that they killed? What is the difference in the country? What is the difference? We are, we are just looking at things, maybe they kill the, 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 the vendor. Not only the vendor, let's look at it critically. Why were they firing blood on the air to dispatch people? What way, where was she going in the country? Where, was he, where is she going? I should take you off from here for my... Thanks for, thank, okay. th- thanks for calling, Ennis. I appreciate it. Uchibe Emanuel on uh, Twitter says, Now, what will the Minister of Information say now that the army has um, changed their version of the story? Why is Nigeria like this? We did not uh, stone anyone. We were peaceful and they came and shoot and shot at us. There is judgment. Uchibe Emanuel, thanks for your message. At O2E20 says, uh, Sandra, our president, even without the pandemic or any other thing, we were going to enter recession anyway, based on the style of this government. In fact, this is the fourth time uh, Nigeria will run into recession under Buhari. So uh, that may be food for thought. Is it the fourth time? I, I know there was one in 1984, 85, but I'm not sure if if it's up to the fourth one yet. I'll have to uh, confirm that. Uh, Someone on Twitter, at Nigeria President, says... uh Buhari's lopsided, aslant and oblique appointments which spark which sparks of nepotism, inadequacy, incapability, incapacity, inability, well, that's a lot of E words, has landed Nigeria into a recession. Well, we're not in an economic depression yet. Words matter, so I'm not going to say the word there. And I'm also going to counter you on that point. We've got uh, Shoboale Amos who says, Nigeria government has nowhere to hide anymore. They lied in the first instance and they keep lying to cover the initial lies, thereby contradicting themselves. We've got uh, Cyril Onyebuchi who says, uh, oh, well, I've taken that comment before. Let's see, we've got uh, newer comments. Uh, hmm, okay. Uh, here's this one from uh, Sheung Kazim. Sheung says, it's very possible that Nigeria will get out of the recession by quarter one 2021 due to oil prices rising. But it will not be sustained because the price will still crash as countries source for alternatives. Hmm. 
Okay. Thank you for, for your message. We've got uh, Joy Forever who says, if Dr. Wagu is still in Nigeria, maybe he will be in police custody. We only celebrate ready-made achievements. Army knows the truth about the Lekki shooting. Importing fuel from Niger shows our low low. We are recession. We are in a recession due to bad policy. Well, um, Niger Republic is a country and... Um, I mean, they are a country worthy of doing business with, no? If you're wondering why people are talking about Niger Republic, it's because Niger Republic will soon supply Nigeria with petrol. That's our next story. NMPC signed an MOU with its Niger counterpart last week. Basically, Niger is refining more fuel than Niger can consume. They consume 5,000 barrels per day, but they refine four times that amount, 20,000 barrels. So they want to sell the excess 15,000 barrels to us. And NMPC is agreeing to buy. The Minister of State for Petroleum, Timmy Press Silva, has called it a win-win because we need the fuel and Niger needs the money. Now, some critics are saying that we wouldn't need their petrol if we had done everything we needed to do to encourage private refining here in Nigeria. And I wonder where you stand on this particular issue. Do you think this MOU with the Niger Republic is a win-win? Remember, 1 minute 30 seconds, 0700-993-993-993. We've got uh, how many topics so far? 1, 2, 3... Uh, yes, yeah, so one, two, three, four. Uh, first, first uh, story from the weekend was the recession. Second story from the weekend was the army changing the story. Third story from the weekend was Bajabia Miller, and the fourth story from the weekend is Niger Republic. So you can talk about all of them if you want to. If you can cram it into one minute thirty seconds. Adams in Lekki, how are you? Thanks for calling. Hello. Hello, Adams. How are you? Good afternoon, Sandra. I'm fine. Good afternoon. You have one minute, 30 seconds. Okay. Mm. My, uh, in the shooting in the Lekki 12 gate. Yes, go I ahead. I think my own take in that case, uh, the Nigerian army, they are professionals. You know, that reminds me that something happened that some angry youth come out in Bernese some long time ago. They complain about the killing in Borno State, mm. and then came out of the street. But the commander in that time mm. is in front, and even his stick, he doesn't hold his stick in his hand. Mm. The men at the back, they have their gun ready, mm-hmm. but the general is talking to these guys gently with only hands, mm. impress them, talk to them, mm-hmm. and all of them listen and go back. Speaking house language, talking to them with house language, Kuyaguri, mm. Kuyaguri, mm. you know, all these things. And all of them, they came down and go back to mm. where they come from. Right. And everything was, it was peaceful. It was calm. Mm. So I hope this situation may be because of anger and peace goes badly in the in Lagos state. Mm. And maybe because Maybe the people that send these people, I don't know what they tell them. No, they have to talk and let them come with the reasonable point. It's not about denying, it's not about all that. that. So, and the people at the target also, mm. their head is very strong. As so how can somebody tell you that all the Nigerian flags, and when they came, they cannot shoot you, 
and he stayed here. And these people that give these directives, they are not around in that place. You understand? They just give that directive and go away. How can somebody tell you that go and die and you go and die? Nobody should come and tell you say go and die and I can accept that I then I'll follow you and go and die. Adams, thanks for calling us. Remember, one minute, 30 seconds. Now, I have to quickly say, of course, um, that um, nobody said to the people who went to Lekki Tollgate, go and die. <laughs> they told them to go and protest. They did not know that uh, they will be shot or they will be allegedly killed. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is... Um, um, there was a piece of fake news that spread at the time that if you were carrying a Nigerian flag, that a Nigerian soldier wouldn't shoot you. Now, people took that story to heart and they wrapped themselves around uh, the Nigerian flags, expecting that Nigerian uh, that the Nigerian soldiers will get there and not shoot because they were wrapped in the Nigerian flag. Nobody got there and said, oh, wrap yourself in Nigerian flag, nobody will shoot you. People expect that if they were not being violent, if they were sitting on the ground, if they were waving their flag, that would make all the security agents see that the protesters were not being violent and will not engage with them violently. So I don't think it's a situation of if they tell you to go and die, will you go and die? Nobody told anybody who was at the toll gate, go and die. Zeno Inikaja, welcome. Zeno, are you there? Sorry about that, Zeno. Let's go to WhatsApp where we have a few thoughts and uh, take a look at some of them. Uh, Olaide Cruz from Victoria Island says, First of all, Nigeria should never listen to any uh, minister of finance or any government official that recession will go away. They know why we have recession. Still, they failed to work to solve the problem because they lack competency. Federal government wasted $25 billion and $75 billion on giveaways to Nigerians when indeed they should have committed the funding to a establishment of exclusive uh, uh, business solutions for, Ni- for Nigerian army. Why are they like this? Why are they lying? Do they know that this is public space where millions of people are watching them? F- uh, from we were not there and it's fake news to we were there, but we don't, we did not fire live bullets uh, to some of us had live bullets. Nigerian army confessing small, small, like chicken laying eggs once in a day. I am Disappointed in the Nigerian army. Olaide Cruz uh, says, Olaide Cruz is in Victoria Island. Good afternoon, Sandra. Despite the level of revelation we've gotten since the panel hearing started, the army is still lying. This is very bad. Sandra, if you watch carefully the body language of Brigadier uh, Taiwo, you can tell that the army was lying to the panel. All the questions he struggled to reply during the hearing on Saturday, he was just stuttering. The panel is just an arena where the army is invited to act drama, in my opinion. Ezekiel from Papa sent that message. Ezekiel, thanks for your message. Um, We've got a message here from N.A. And uh, she says that uh, she's asking if there's any penalty for lying by a Nigerian government. Mm. Well, you're not allowed to lie under oath. So there there should be some sort of penalty for lying under oath. Um, We've got uh, a message here 
from Easy Clicking. Easy Click NG, okay? Easy Click NG says, Sandra, this is not a win-win for Nigeria. Are we not going to buy the fuel at a high rate? Well, I think we may buy it at a cheaper rate uh, than we would if we're importing from a far-off country. So it, it may be a win-win. Who knows? Hmm. All right. So many messages here. Nigeria importing fuel from Niger is ludicrous and embarrassing. The reverse is supposed to be the case. Even if Niger had functional... Had as functional refineries, we should have far more in quantity and capacity, if not for crass corruption in the system. Ihan Yobata is in Suruleri. Ihan, thank you for your message. All right, uh, let's go to um, Twitter now and see if we can take two messages and then um, uh, go back to our final story. Najishan says, Sandra, even the devil will be sorry for Nigeria because this is too much. Zeno Muno says, this isn't even supposed to be a topic in the 21st century oh no this is not that that's not a comment for me i'm guessing that was a comment for the show before mine asti says i really don't know where the country is going and imagine nigeria that is supplying crude oil to big countries like the usa now coming back to buy niger to buy uh, petrol from niger shobawale amos says nigeria's politicians will not encourage private refineries they only monopolize everything for the richest man in the black continent because of their own selfish interests. Shabali Emus tweeted at us. Uh, with that message. Now, our final story on today's big weekend uh, is that uh, the Lagos State Chief Coroner said that anyone whose relative died between October 19th and October 27th should come and claim the body. After that, the Commissioner for Information, Wenga Motosho, went on the record to say, quote, uh, on that announcement that by the chief coroner that people should come and identify their dead relatives, it's a routine matter. It has nothing to do with what happened in Lekki. There's a law that you cannot bury anybody without a coroner's inquest. You agree that even before Lekki, people were already being killed. Cultists were on the rampage in Ikorudu, Surulere, uh, on Ikorudu Road, and so many other places in Lagos. Also, policemen were being killed, end quote. Statement from the Commissioner for Information, Gwenga Motosho. So the Commissioner is saying that uh, the dead have nothing to do with Lekki Tollgate or NSARS, which of course uh, also appears to imply that these protests um, were peaceful, Right. But that's not all that has happened with uh, buddies in mortuaries in Lagos. The Punch is reporting something very interesting. They are quoting Mainland Hospital as saying that the state government has instructed them not to release corpses from that period. They said, quote, it is only the Commissioner of Health or even Mr. Governor that can release the body to you, sir. So you will have to contact him, end quote. Now, if this Punch report is true... It raises a question. If the order from the chief corona is just routine, why has this hospital received instructions not to release any corpses? I'm hoping that somebody who has expertise in this matter, how uh, postmortems are handled, can call in and give us an explanation. Because we're trying to get comments from both the government and the hospital. But in the meantime, what do you think about uh, the commissioner's statement? That the announcement from the chief corona is routine. What do you think of this punch report of a hospital being instructed by the government not to release bodies from that period? 
0700993993 tweet at us at Nigeria Info FM share your thoughts via WhatsApp WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. If you're calling to the live show, you have one minute, 30 seconds. And you can talk about all stories today from the big weekend. Like I said, it was a really big weekend, Lagos. Ugochuku is on the line. Hello, Ugochuku. Thanks for calling. Hello, Ugochuku. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. 99.3. Hello, Ugochuku. Good afternoon. What's your name? My name is Bola from Ecology. Welcome, Bola. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, about making shooting, mm. I watched like yesterday. I was on Saturday. So when I watched it, all the questions the man was doing, like the man was abusing from the Nigerian, and they know the truth. They know that they done, they done the shooting, but they don't want to confess. And we all know that people are going to kill in that place. Uh, why are they denying? There's no way they can deny it. Well, I have a comment here. I have a comment from Amosa uh, who says, why do you find it difficult to believe the army that nobody died? That if anybody died, their parents should come with a corpse to the panel. There are people, there are people who died and they cannot, they are scared of the government that they come after them. That's why you cannot find people. If you could throw it up and, and Nigeria is a fair country, you see that people will come and you can hear it from your show that people were calling that uh, their children, once uh, a mother had a child, she has been in those situations. So it's happening. It's not that it's not happening. They are just telling all the things that they are politicizing everything. And for the importing of war, if it is a nation that is serious, you know that. Bola, thanks for calling us. Gideon is on Welcome. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon, Gideon. You've got one minute, 30 seconds. Yeah, my name is from Pangu right now. Go ahead. Yeah, actually, I want to comment about the, the military. Um, right from my inception, I've been trying to follow the whole scene. Mm-hmm. The, the comment from the governor and the military that I was from the beginning. Hmm. Um, everything seemed to be, to be like a script, as if it has been written and uh, acting everything out. There is no truth from the governor from the inception, and there's no truth from the military. And they've been trying to deny a lot of things. And from all the body language, it is very clear that something is truly hidden. And uh, I believe... In no time, the truth will surely come out. Gideon, thank you so much uh, for calling us. We've got a message on WhatsApp um, responding to Adam who called in earlier on. This message is from Tim. Tim says, nobody expected that peaceful protesters would be shot. Should it be expected that peaceful peaceful protesters will be shot in a democracy? Mm, Tim, thank you for your message. 99.3, hello. Hello. How are you? What's your name? This is Mr. Frank. Mr. Frank, you've got one minute, 30 seconds. This will not get off the left Okay. Good evening. Good evening. I want to ask a question, but you'll be happy to ensure that I will not make any mistake, okay? Thank you. I want to talk about the fuel from Niger. Mm-hmm. I want to be importing fuel from Niger. Mm. 
We'll be giving them crude oil or we'll be buying direct. We'll buy, di- we'll buy petrol from them direct. From them. Mm. Okay. Mm. And two, is it not crude oil that they used to manufacture petrol? It is. Okay. And we have crude oil. Mm-hmm. What are they doing to manufacture their own crude oil? They have refineries. Okay. And Nigeria doesn't have refineries. We have refineries. But it's not working. And we cannot repair it. Honey, thank you very much. Thank you for calling me. Arinza is in transit. Hello, Arinza. Yeah, Sandra, good evening. Good evening. You've got one minute, 30 seconds. All right, thank you. Um, I really wish uh, with, you know, in other uh, senior society, mm. by now, journalists would have uh, investigated uh, who are the, or who is the owner of this refinery in Niger Republic. We need to find out who owns the refinery, you know, and when was it built? So I wish uh, somebody will do this investigation. Then on this uh, lucky shooting there, mm. they, they will soon confess. It's just uh, the small, 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 small. But I want my, the question I have is, mm. for the general that is insisting that they fired blank, uh, Bullets. Uh, whatever, mm. ammunition, mm-hmm. does blank ammunition injure people? Because even if they are, they are arguing that they have not seen dead people, which I know there are a lot of even CNN uh, this thing has showed that some people died. Mm. But even if even if they want to argue, mm. I remember very well that the governor visited the hospitals mm-hmm. where he talked about the how many people that were injured. That's right. Does blank uh, ammunition injure people? That's one question that we need to ask them. Well, they were they were they were asked at the panel, and he said uh, yes that they can cause injuries. That they can cause injury. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> you know what? Okay, so very soon, what one thing I know is that very soon mm. um, they will confess. And the, another question I would have asked them is why Lekki? Because we know that there were problems in Lagos, but there was no problem in Lekki. So why were soldiers not deployed? in other places where there were crises. Arinza, thanks for calling. Uh, remember, everybody gets one minute, 30 seconds. But yes, indeed, the uh, uh, the army was asked uh, that question on Saturday. Uh, can, blank, uh, can blanks hurt people? And um, they did say that at close range, yes, it can. Leos will bring you business news. And then after the business news, let's bring you Checkpoint. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. We'll have a conversation about lobbying. Do you think Nigeria needs to have a very active lobbying industry. Do you think that could help with all of the business problems that we tend to have in this country? This is Hard Facts. Don't go away. The numbers are out and Nigeria Info is your number one station for talk. Number one. Listen on the air and online via mobile app. Search Nigeria Info FM on Google Play Store and iOS App Store. Download the app and have us with you wherever you go. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. And now the business news. Business news.
Nigeria's government is reiterating its commitment to complete the second Niger Bridge by February 2022. This promise was made by Works and Housing Minister Babatunde Fashola speaking during a town hall meeting with Anambra and Delta State governments. Fashola says the second Niger Bridge will help host communities.